really depends, right? So if you're a young dude who really doesn't have any issues, the response is almost immediate. You know, from the injection, a minute later, you can have a full erection. For older guys that have some issues, it may take them, you know, four or five minutes to, to get a reaction. But how the medicine's supposed to work is that it's almost instant, right? You inject the medicine. Life is full of some highs and lows, some ups and some downs. Like today, for instance, this morning, right? During my daily commute, I heard probably my favorite song at the moment. It's by Juicy J and Cardi B. And from the first line, it's going to get you. It got me so much, I was running to tell everyone in the office all about it. And afterwards, waiting for them to tell me just how much they liked it or didn't like it their damn self. Then later on today, I get home in my workhorse my production machine, it died on me. Most creative things I've done for the past four years, I've done on this machine. This was the breadwinner and the bread was to be one no more. That kind of killed my mojo. And as you're listening in this, I'm probably formulating a way to recover and get back to business sooner rather than later. Which brings me to today's story, which covers both ups and downs and the preferred choice of sooner rather than later. This story is about a summer internship that became three years of doing a job you probably never thought you would do in your wildest of wildest dreams. But when the job market is bleak, you never really know what you might agree to. So take some time out and enjoy this story, then go over on over to iTunes and rate and review the show. I don't want to hold you up too much longer, so here's the story. What was, what was the job title? What was the job title? Um, well, we start, well, if we're starting from the beginning, the first job title was uh, receptionist. Um, that was like a summer job, right? Coming out of college. This is when I knew my stepmother hated me. Um, and also that when I realized I was a whore for money. Uh, so out of college, it was like, I don't know, second year. Working at Lowe's, $9 an hour, my feet hurt, getting up early, I'm fat. <laughs> Not about that life. So she calls me, hey, do you want to make $15 an hour? Absolutely. Again, I'm fat and you have me on my feet walking for $9 an hour, so why not? Uh, so I became a receptionist. Um, didn't know what the company was until I got there. Um, and I realized that, hey, you know, they uh, they help men. They Men's clinic, right? So summer, right? Still the summer? Yep, still the summer. And hey, you want to make $15 an hour? Absolutely. Go here. And you just yeah. kind of just show up and you start working? You know, some of us are whores for, you know, drugs. Uh, some are whores for candy. I am a whore for making money. And uh, so, yeah, so no questions asked. You just if show someone up. says I can make $15 an hour, usually I don't care. <laughs> so when you get to the uh, building, can you tell it's a... No! Uh, no, I mean, can you tell it's a health center or anything? Absolutely not. No, no it is a straight district of columbia building no signs on the outside just the most indiscreet place you'll ever see uh it was on at that time it was on i street so yeah so you know it was on i you know um 
you get off Farragut West, get on there, whoop, whoop, it's good. Learn the job, and they're like, you don't have to do anything. You just got to, you know, bring people in, sit them down, explain the paperwork, and then collect their money when they leave. Self-explanatory, right? So, you know, it's cool. While I'm there, you know, I meet the doctor and stuff, and they want to teach you stuff. I'm not with it. Um, basically, even explaining the paperwork. It's a paperwork of a penis, and it's dissected, and you learn about the corpus cavernosa, which is the inside of your penis that looks like a cavern. I know, we're getting into it already. Hold your horses. But <laughs> you learn so much being there just from filling out the paperwork. And so I learned a whole lot about myself just from being a receptionist. So I'm like, you know, this is a great summer internship. Um, but, you know, I ain't had to go, in, you know, after that, it was just paperwork, right? It was nothing else. So I did that summer thing, made some great money, wasn't high-stress jobs. Like, you know, you did cashier at Lowe's, you could do this job because you're just doing the same damn thing. You just get to sit down instead of walking. So it was cool. So... Are you still in school or you, have you finished school? Oh, no, I was still in school at that right. point. So, so I go old? I go to school. Yeah. How old are you? Damn, how old? Oh, was I like 18 or 19? So 18 or 19 years old, you're a receptionist at a clinic. Mm-hmm. And you bring people in. Yep. Here's the paperwork. When the people come out, you take the money from them. Are you That's pro- right. Are you processing, like, credit cards or is it just, like, health oh, yeah. insurance or is it just, is it... Like only, I'm not thinking like it's like CD back office. Nah, 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 nah. So it was uh, real low key. Like they didn't really do health insurance like that. They had some, some had uh, stuff called care credit, which is basically a credit card for health. Um, And then usually just credit card or something. It was like $195 consultation fee. And if they bought some medicine, it could range from $640 all the way to like $2,150. So 2150 That's correct. So you did this for the entire summer? Entire summer. So from like um, June to I think classes started up end up May. No, May to August. Yeah, so that's when I did it for. So that was like two and a half months or so. You go back to school, had a nice little chunk of change. It was cool. So that's when we jump to my other job function or my other job title. At the same place. Same place. Two years out. It's the summer again? No. Okay. So this one's the winter. I didn't graduate till December. Okay. So it's dead of winter. Um, I get out, go back to Lowe's. Go back to what you know. So I go back to Lowe's, get another position where I got to get up super early, you know, get up at 3 a.m. to get there at 4 a.m. so I can stock. You know what I'm saying? You get off at 1 o'clock and you got the whole rest of your day. So it was cool. But after a week or two of getting up at 3 a.m., you want to stop being about that life. So this, again, I came out December when um, the whole economic downturn, when nobody hiring, right? So I could just get Lowe's because they knew me. So I got into Lowe's, but nobody was hiring and putting my application everywhere. All of a sudden, this was like February. No, I worked there for a little bit, so back to the summer. I don't know what it is about the summer, but I get a call on my phone. And it's a manager that got me the other job for, you know, at the same clinic. And he was like, hey, you know, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm good. He's like, what are you currently doing? He's like, oh, I'm working at Lowe's. I'm making 945. He was like, well, you know we can do better than that. I was like, well, what you talking? He was like, well, we'll bring you back at 15, 1575. You know, and you just have a, a better job title. 
okay, cool. So sign the paperwork or whatever. Then I go to training. Whole different world of training for a medical. At that time, I was a medical advisor. Um, what's what's your um, degree? What, what did you study in school? Psychology. 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 It's focusing counseling. It's it's a type of advisory. So yes, absolutely. So yeah. <laughs> Yes. I didn't know at the time. I thought I was like, oh, I need like, you know, a medical degree and all that. No, you don't. Um, so that we're going to get into that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I get in totally different at that time, medical advisor. What does that mean? Not a whole hell of a lot. Um, so you get in there and at first you'll have no patience. It's me and the manager and uh, we're going to call him Greg, right? Greg. So I get in there to train and Greg pulls out a dildo. Wait a second. I'm not prepared. I'm not. He didn't give me no warning. He just put, pulled it out. How familiar are you with Greg? Was he there in the summer when he worked before? No. So Greg only met like a week when uh, he brought me into the D.C. joint. This one for the medical advisor joint was in Tyson's Corner. So I was now traveling to Tyson's Corner to be that, you know, that clinic's medical advisor uh, with their physician and, and whatnot. So, um <laughs> yeah, so I worked there, so they had to train me for what I was supposed to do, which was actually teach, you know, men how to use the medicine. And I kept all y'all in suspense. The medicine is an injection into the corpus cavernosa. If you're not following me, that means an injection needle into your penis to get you erect. Yes, sir, you heard me correctly. A needle into your penis to get you erect. Let that sink in. So as a, as a medical advisor... New graduate, mm-hmm. new role new for role. you. Yeah. At what what point did you recognize that you were in over your head? When I saw the dildo, apparently. Oh. I mean, hey, it's not every day you go to work, right? You're like, hey, I'm starting a job. It's cool. You go to go to training. Most people have cornerstone trainings. Most people have little manuals. Me? No, no. I have a dildo. I have a dildo and a hypodermic needle. And I have this this apparatus that'll shoot the needle into your penis so that you can get erect. How do you prepare for that? Hmm? Who do you ask? Do you training, that's how. Who do you ask? Alright, so how long how long is training? Training was only like he was only there for like a week. Alright, so the first day I didn't see any patients. It was just me and him. He taught me how to, you know, talk to patients, take them through the training, um, and then kind of role reversal type stuff. Um, And so, you know, I had to learn the material pretty quickly. Then the following days, I would interact with patients, and he'd pretty much be there. So, like, on the second day, we had patients. He would be the one doing it, and I'd just watch and observe. Then the next patient I'd do, he's watch and observe. So by, you know, that Wednesday of that week, he was just observing me and I was going through the motions of training, you know, patients and what. So, you know, starting with patients happened real, real quickly, you know. Do you, do you recall your first interaction with the patient? Absolutely. So okay. the first stark difference, someone asked me, like, are you old enough to be doing this? Which is a valid question. At that time, I was like 21. Um, so my first thing is like, yeah, I have a dick too. Like that automatically qualifies me. But I see your point because I'm not a medical professional, right? So I got to let them know that I know my stuff. And I'm like, That you you just learned two days ago. 
I mean, you got to fake it till you make it, right? So I learned all these fancy words, corpus cavernosa, prostaglandin, and papaverin. Like, you throw all this stuff at them, they're like, oh, he's legit. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to ask for my documentation, where my medical degree at. they just going to go off the words I say. Yeah, you know, at first I would have said, yeah, you know, they're 50, 60. Um, but after I worked there three years, I seen 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, on up to, I think, the oldest that I ever worked with for like 85. Walk me through what it's like when you get someone who's like a return. Uh, oh, return visitor. patients are easy. Okay. So let's say you're a return patient, right? You go through everything. Like you just don't come and have me talk to you. Oh no, you get the full thing. For $195, you get the whole shebang. You have me come in there, explain the paperwork to you, general information, um, and then you have, like, how did you hear about us, any medical history. So, you know, I had to know about diabetes or cholesterol or something like that, you know, different medications they took, informed consent, letting them know, like, first, your consultation is this much, uh, you are going to be stuck with a needle if you choose to go through with this, um, you know, and then the privacy consent, like, we're not going to share your information, basic HIPAA, OSHA stuff, right? That's pretty much what it was. Then they go in with the physician, talk about why they're in for, you know, most people that come can't take Viagra Cialis Levitra because they either have high cholesterol, high blood pressure, um, you know, some had prostatectomies or had prostate cancer and had their prostates removed. So it would cause erectile dysfunction. So taking, you know, Levitra or Cialis or, or Viagra would actually cause some type of response whether it be a beating heart fast, you know, um, rapid heartbeat, I'm sorry, uh, flushness, it can fuck up your sinuses, um, you know, make your eyes blurry. Like some cats even lose half their vision in their eyes until the medicine wears off. So these people are coming because nothing else has worked. All right, so they get in with the physician, they talk, whoop, whoop. The doc uh, has them lie down, does what's called a Doppler um, to really look at, they go at the... Um, I guess where your penis starts, there's a big vein there. That's where the blood comes through. So he puts the Doppler there to test pretty much what your blood flow looks like. All right. If it has a strong pulse rate, that means the blood flow is fine. If it has a weak pulse rate, it means it's damaged somewhere um, or it's just atrophied. Right. After he determines that, uh, based on your medical history, what he saw in the Doppler, he comes up with whatever dose it is that he's going to do. Um, so he'll figure out the dose, put it in a needle, stick you, you're done. Um, and then you just wait for the response. So that's where the, the other spark part comes in of my role. Okay, so I was, I was questioning, yeah. are you actually, because you're not a physician. No. Nope, nope. You are in a role where you can speak to people uh -huh. and try to make them feel comfortable. And I was wondering if you played any role with... Uh, Injecting because you were trained on injections. Yeah. So, were you injecting? So yeah. So that came in part with the returns. Let's say we get somebody comes in, he gets an injection, he doesn't have a response. The response rate we're talking about the erection rate sixty five percent, which is not good enough for penetration. You know, seventy five is good enough for penetration, but it's not hard. You know, eighty five percent is hard, but you know, I'm saying there's still some flaccidity in it. And then of course, hundred percent where you rock hard. You know, what I'm saying. Um, so that's when I, I would go in, put your gloves on, and you actually have to test the penis. Like you have to bend it. You have to push back on it to see if it bends. They get a shot. Mm -hmm. 
and then we're waiting for a response. That's correct. And what what's the timeline around waiting for a response? So it really depends, right? So if you're a young dude who really doesn't have any issues, the response is almost immediate. You know, from the injection, a minute later, you could have a full erection. For older guys that have some issues, it may take them, you know, four or five minutes to, to get a reaction. But how the medicine's supposed to work is that it's almost instant, right? You inject the medicine, it opens the vessels of the penis, it allows the blood to flow through back and forth so that you can get the erection that you can't get, you know, without it. Generally, most people come because we guarantee an erection, or the clinic rather, since I don't work there anymore, up to an hour. So having an hour in erection. So I'm not just going in there fondling my mans and then be like, oh, yeah, you're at their percentage. You know what I'm saying? I'm going in there talking to them like, okay, we're going to check the response rate. And during the test, you know, bending it, if you can bend it, obviously you're not fully erect. If you can push on it and it bends, obviously you're not fully erect. So, you know, letting them know, like, this is what we're looking for, because basically you have to simulate if they're going into a woman. You know what I'm saying? If they if you if they say, Oh, I'm hundred percent and then they get with the woman and then they try and their penis bends, they're gonna be like, Oh my gosh, you know, it's like something's wrong. So you gotta simulate that in the office and be like, Okay, if I'm putting pressure on it, it's not it's not bending. You know what I'm saying? So if you're trying to penetrate a woman, it's not gonna it's not gonna bend. First time you diddle a diddle, were you okay? After it was all said and done. To tell you the truth, no. Um, I was questioning everything about my life. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> you thought I you thought I didn't go home and see penis? Like, I automatically assumed, like, all right, I'm automatically gay. Like, this, this is what life is. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, you close your eyes and you see a dick and you're like, oh, my God, what happened? But, you know what I'm saying, after a while, again, because of counseling, you kind of, you cope, right? And so you start to think, okay, this is humanitarian. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is somebody who, and I've encountered people like this, this is somebody whose marriage is on the rocks because they can't satisfy their wife. This is someone who's trying to have children and they can't because they can't get erect. Like, so then the counselor in me is like, okay, what you're doing is helping these men fulfill some part of their life that they're having trouble with. So automatically... I have to turn it into a medical thing. And once I turned it into a medical thing, and it took some time, like a couple weeks, um, it helped that I have a, you know, a, a wife. Um, and, you know, she helped me realize that, you know, I'm, I'm still okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, to your, to your point, no, I wasn't okay at first. It took me three years to find another place to move to that gave me more than where I was currently working. Because, again, I worked at a time where the economic downturn was. So 15 an hour, people were, you know, hustling to try to get that. Um, you know, so there weren't opportunities lining up. So it's kind of like a blessing and a curse, right? It's like, sure, you can make 15 hours, but you got to handle dicks. <laughs> so it's kind of like <laughs> you weigh the pros and cons. And at that point, you know, dicks was low on kind of the scale and money was, was high. So, you know what I'm saying, you have to choose kind of the uh, worst of those. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I don't regret anything. I had some good clients. You know, I met some people who would literally, and this is where my counseling degree came in, people would really come in crying. Like, I remember one dude came in, and as I'm explaining the paperwork to him, um, not even as a receptionist, just I like to go over it as a medical advisor, um, he broke down crying and just asked me, you know, does this really work? 
because my wife is going to leave me if it doesn't. And, you know, right there it becomes real. Like, this is real, real shit. We joke about it like, ah, you can't get it up. But at some point in your lifetime, if you can't and there's no all, you know, no other alternative that you can use, like, this is it. That kind of brings it back down to reality. So the rabbit hole ran much deeper than what was disclosed during this story. Here are a couple takeaways for you that didn't appear in the abridged version. Patients would sometimes visit his office with their significant others or even their parents. He has admitted that he has injected himself with the super serum at least once. There was no hijinks allowed ever in the exam rooms. However, he has had to break up a few special moments between couples before they begin. There is a way to do the injection wrong, and he has seen patients who have done it just that, the wrong way. And any erection lasting longer than one hour can be problematic. Excruciating pain in a shunted penis could be involved. And if you don't know what shunting is, look it up. Once again, thank you to my guests for filling in the world on a profession they probably never knew existed. And thanks to you for coming back to listen. Before I go, I'd just like to leave you with the following. In life, the only safe thing you can do is take a chance. See you all next time. Tell him.